0: What's up? You are now listening to the Next Level Confident podcast with Janelle and A. If you are ready to challenge your previous ways of thinking and take action on the bold, purpose-driven life you were created for, you'll want to keep listening. On this show, we will vulnerably discuss finding your purpose in life, strengthening your mindset, building quality relationships, and prioritizing your health. I hope you're as excited as I am. Let's do this. Hey, you guys, welcome to the Next Level Confident podcast. I just want to take a moment to thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to listen to this podcast. I know we have a lot going on and we're not really driving places the way we used to before COVID. So you have to be extra intentional when it comes to listening to a podcast. So I really appreciate that you are here. I truly appreciate um, the time and the energy that it takes to listen to this. So thank you. I also want to say a special thank you for those of you who have left a review. That means so much to me. A lot of times I'll read through the reviews and I'll literally get tears in my eyes because it just feels nice to know, you know, that, that you guys are enjoying the show. The guests that I'm bringing on, like the one we have today are bringing massive value to your life. And and I really, really appreciate those reviews. So thank you. Okay. I want to say one more thank you while we're, while we're doing all the thank yous. Um, many of you know that I host a workshop for women in STEM corporations called the confidence workshop. And I just want to thank you for those of you who have introduced me to your company or have introduced me to a friend in the company. Um, referrals are seriously my love language. So thank you so much for the referrals that you've given me. I really appreciate you guys lastly um this podcast is coming out towards the very end of march which is women's history month and so women's history month is coming to a close and i want you to be thinking about for this last week of march how can you be honoring the women in your life i have to give a huge shout out to kelsey kramer kelsey kramer was on this podcast about a month and a half ago she was working at cisco at the time and now she's transitioned to a new company Kelsey actually sent me flowers recently, sent me flowers to congratulate me for a speaking engagement that I had at McAfee. And I've just never received flowers from a woman. I don't think barely at all, but especially for a congratulations for a speaking engagement that meant so much to me, like that. I don't know, like nothing like that has really ever happened for me. So Kelsey, thank you so much. And so it got me thinking, who can I send flowers to? Like what woman can I support if she, whether she's crushing it or whether she needs, you know, flowers for something hard that's going on in her life. How cool is it that you can send flowers and really make someone's day with that? So that's something I'm thinking about who I can send that to. And I want to, you know, challenge you with, with March coming to a close, Um, go ahead and think about what woman can you honor in your life by sending her flowers or bringing her some flowers. Okay. Without further ado, let's go ahead and introduce today's podcast guest. I'd like to give a huge welcome to Anna Daranova Hartman. She's a community engagement and CSR program manager at Amazon and lives in Munich, Germany. Anna is a social impact professional, challenging social inequality and institutional barriers by empowering vulnerable social groups. She strongly believes in the power of connections, cooperation, and partnership, working hard on building bridges between various businesses and socioeconomic sectors, while focusing on actions, patterns, and mechanisms and people. She has been dedicated She has been dedicating her career to corporate social projects, disaster relief, and leveraging innovation for good. So Anna, welcome to the show. Will you tell us one fun fact about your life right now?
1: Oh my, well, that's unexpected. Hi guys, Uh, super (laughs) happy to be here. And after this introduction, I was already, you know, floating over, enjoying all the the, the pleasantries that were told made me. And now I have to say, uh, to tell one fun fact. (laughs) Um, well, um, I would say that I think one of the fun facts about myself is that actually I am really, really bad, actually incapable of having vacations or free time. I just don't know how to do that. And it's not just, you know, that, that very nice, um, kind of a fun fact that people say like, oh my God, I, I love, I, I'm too hardworking. You know, like one of the reasons that, that bullshit that that you say during the interview. No, actually I really, not really good at, at having vacations of so free time simply because I very often don't really know what to do with myself. And even when I, when I'm planning to have a vacation, I'm literally planning it. I have to have everything written down. I have to be, you know, pre- prepared for, for actually having fun. So, so my husband usually says that, that's not normal, but I usually challenge it back saying that that's just a social construct of normality. And then that's how we end our conversations on this topic. But yeah, <laughs> and I don't know how, how fun of a topic that is, but definitely, I think there's still something for me to learn in terms of having fun and having free time.
0: Mm, learning how to relax. I, yes, that is seriously, I, so. I remember I didn't realize that I was bad at relaxing until a few years ago. And I talked to one of my best friends who's known me for years. And I said, do you think I'm bad at relaxing? And she responds to this text. She goes, Janelle, you are the worst relaxer I've ever met in my entire life. What are you talking? I was like, I never knew. <laughs> so I've been a journey to
1: learn how to relax. <laughs> mm, absolutely. No, it's actually, it's hard work. Relaxing is a hard work. And if you if you don't know, if you don't learn, if you really don't work at it, It's kind of a pun non intended here, but really, if you don't, if you don't learn how to work at relaxing, you're going to be in trouble because that can really get you into a hot spin, which is very, very hard to get out of. So uh, whoever is listening to this and you guys having the same trouble, please invest into, you know, having a minute or two every day to just just breathe. I know it sounds very, um, you know, very kind of um, traditional, sounds very cheesy, but it does help step by step. Yeah,
0: I couldn't agree more. It takes intentionality to relax because for me, it does not just happen on accident. That's for dang sure. Okay. So you guys, you can connect with Anna on LinkedIn. It is linked below, um, because you're probably not gonna be able to spell her last name. Just saying, just saying. So click the (laughs) link below, connect with Anna on LinkedIn. You can always send her messages or encouragement after the show. Okay, Anna, so we're just going to dive right in here. Will you tell us your definition of social impact?
1: Definitely. Um, I would say that social impact is, um, in, in my opinion, I mean, throughout the the, the whole career, in my, to get a, the whole time when I was driving at this, at realizing that it's actually important for me. Social impact is practically what kind of a what kind of a role you play in a, in, a, in a society, what kind of a role you play when you work um, uh, with people, with organizations that actually has a purpose and that actually leaves something after yourself. So imagine um, you've been, uh, you know, you're working in, in anywhere. It can be, a, a, you can be a, a coach, you can be a um, um, an accountant, you can be a doctor, you um, can be a janitor or you can be an office manager, office assistant, no matter what you do. Um, if, you, if you really care about how your job connects you to the community, how your job serves the community, how uh, you do something better for this community, it doesn't have to be a huge difference. You know, you don't have to save, I don't know, a huge uh, group of, of, of kids or, or dogs from the shelter, not necessarily that, just, just a little bit of a step towards your community. That's practically the social impact that you have and the beauty about the social impact is that you can have it practically anytime. time you you can have a social impact when you make a certain statement while supporting a vulnerable social group you can have a social impact when donating you can have a social impact when volunteering you can have a social impact through your job as well but job is not all in that particular concept so you can practically uh, enjoy social impact give it and have it practically every day um, uh, of your everyday uh, in your family with your friends uh, at work and that's why um that's why i really find it incredibly you know very elegant concept very very flexible because you don't actually have to look for the impact it's there every single day you just have to uh you just have to see it um and and make these connections between what you do and what's important for you and what's important for your community
0: hmm, that's so good so what's like a really practical little thing people could be doing every day that would make an impact on their community,
1: um, you know what it is exactly kind of a challenge that I faced when I um, uh, when I was going into this whole spin off nine to five jobs, waking up, um, going to bed, not happy, getting bored with my job after like literally three months. That would usually my what that was my my rate. Um, uh, I think what I started with, I simply asked a very very basic question. Um, why, that was the question. So why am I waking up in the morning? Why am I going uh, shopping? Um, and that was tightly connected. Where am I going shopping, for instance? What am I buying? Um, why am I having this conversation at work with this particular colleague? What am I trying to achieve? So there's basic, like all the questions that are really important, uh, starting with, with the question why. Once you have that why, you can connect it to your own local community. It can be your neighbors. It can be um, uh, your friends. It can be the local I don't know um, um, group very active at promoting rights of women or um, uh, ethnic minorities or refugee camp, for instance. You might be living not so far from the refugee camp, Um, and then. Look at your what will you do every single day. It can be, uh, look at, your, look at your flat, for instance. You can have an abundance of things, you can have too many books. You can have, um, uh, although I don't believe there are too many books ever. But I was gonna say, you if you have see have my bookshelf books. behind me, there's a I, know, lot of books. I know, but we did. I will say, when we moved, we still got rid of like 30
0: <laughs> books because you can still get rid of books, you know, you can.
1: I know, but but it hurts, it like physically hurts to get rid of books. <laughs> like, we've been moving all my life with my husband, we've been moving from a country to a country like i think one thing that i was incredibly lucky with i, I got to travel so much and guess what was occupying um 80 of our boxes which were impossible to lift books. right you are all <laughs> books like i'm not a kindle believer forbid amazon that i'm working for i'm not a kindle believer i am sorry uh, amazon. Books believer. <laughs> exactly. but in any case um Coming back to the original question, look at what you have in abundance, and just try to figure out what your community needs. I, I can give you 200. It's something uh, that your community needs. Something. It might be something tangible, like a book or clothing, or um, I don't know, um, kind of you know, food as well. If you have, For instance, don't 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 throw away your food if it, if it's if it's going to expire in two days and you know you're not going to eat it. You know, share it. Um, thanks God, we live in the uh, in the generation of tech, and there are so many apps now that help you do that. Um, But it can also be something non-tangible, something you can not touch, which is usually, to be honest, much more valuable. You can go out there and look uh, where you can volunteer. I mean, I'm absolutely sure that there are so many volunteers needed everywhere all the time. It can be an Oxfam shop where you just go and help sell the clothing for people, you know, uh, who can't afford um, uh, like expensive brands. You can go and help um, to, to, to help uh, educate kids, for instance. You can help, just simply go and help refugees if, if, if their camp is not far away. Um, so there's always something unique about you, be it your talents, your skills, um, or, uh, you know, the purpose if you're very clear about the purpose which is always usually not very easy to be clear about unfortunately nowadays um, and 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 think about how you can how you can give it that's it and i think the beauty about the impact and the social impact is that you don't have to go really far um, you can really uh just look at your community look at, at your friends and everyone who is around you and and simply ask a question okay what is lacking what do you guys need you know that always starts with one basic question and then it all builds on um, I think one of the biggest challenges nowadays and that's why like I, I very often hear all oh, but, but you know social impact is a very complex concept you know you have to work in that field we're mixing it up a little bit. So there is what you can do as an individual and there is also what you can do of course what, 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 a, what a legal entity is supposed to do, what a corporation or organization is supposed to do and that's slightly different. The big impact is there is much more scalable is much, much bigger. It doesn't mean it's much more important, not at all, because these things are not comparable, mm. but it's much, much, much bigger in terms of the scope. Um, and of course there, it's a completely different story, but I think it's always good if you, if you feel that you're lacking that social impact, if you're lacking that purpose, start with very basic steps. What you've got in abundance, if you have it, you share it. That's actually a rule, very easy rule. You have it, you share it, done. If you, for instance, look into this, there will be so many opportunities you can actually feel good about yourself and about what you do and have an impact every single day. Um, and you'll reach the point when you won't even feel it as an impact anymore because it will just become regular for you. Mm. That's when it becomes fun.
0: That's cool. I love that. Okay. So if someone's listening right now and they are not sure if they have a, a social impact, like they don't know if they're making an impact or not, what would be a way they could, I don't know, like check in on themselves.
1: Um, yeah, it's actually a very good question. I think that's kind of a reality check that, um, uh, I always, um, I always recommend to do because that's, that's something that I think is very easy to, to, to just keep it a pass. Um, what I always recommend, and when I do it also myself, every, every day I'm trying to do an exercise, I got a half, and I know it sounds very, very, um, of dorky, but what I, I'm, I'm a dork basically, but what I do, <laughs> I'm usually, a dork too, I'm have. I mean absolutely like you you didn't see my 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 working desk with all the bubble heads and stuff from Doctor Who and Captain Marvel and stuff. <laughs> anyway, you're a so, dork. No, oh yeah, I am. Oh my, my I am. Um so uh, like you know just make a list i'm I'm a big fan i'm a dork and i'm a big fan of lists i mean my Same. whole life is practically but i also heard that you know i think i read in one book that woman's life is a list you know we make lists because yes. so much we, have to we do. love lists. so oh absolutely absolutely so um I, I usually make a list saying okay so what's the plan for the week what's the plan for the day And I always make sure that at least once a day, I do something that actually matters. It can matter to me, it can matter to my husband, it can matter to my friends, it can matter to to my local community. Um, And and usually, you know, there is no, what is also beautiful about it, there is no uh, objective measurement because uh, anyone whom you ask, how do you measure impact? I'm like, well, $1 million question. If we actually got someone who's figured it out, we have to give them a Nobel prize or something because that's incredibly hard. to to figure out there's no objective measurement what what is important is staying very very close to your community staying very very close to the social group where you are or maybe trying to actually get out of it completely as well it's also very good exercise to get completely out of um the community where you which you used to um and 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 simply when you look at what is lacking or what is needed try to provide it it can be it can start with one small and step like you go to a, a neighbor. The family lives not far from you. You see that they are, you know, they 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 are in need, and if you ask, and if they need a, a couple of I don't know trousers or a good good shirts, then you just simply share it. That's an impact. And it can also be a big project when you say, oh, uh, okay, cool, I'm a, I'm a developer for instance, right? And I know that in my house, there are lots of neighbors, uh, elderly people who cannot even go now shopping anymore. With all this um, crazy lockdown, they actually are not allowed to leave their house. So how about I build an app where I can match them with other people who can actually come and help and do the shopping for them, right? So that can really develop into a huge, uh, into into a project. It doesn't have to be huge, but, but a project. And in this particular case size really doesn't matter. Um, But so I think the best way to kind of have this reality check is constantly try to step back a little bit, make a step back. And it's very hard to make a step back because every day is full of tasks, lists, as I already mentioned, right? Like you you can easily get lost in this. Um, Try to always step back, look at your list and try to take out things. Okay, which things actually matter? Did I do anything today? Did I even say anything that matters? Sometimes you don't even have to do. You can just say. And already that will change someone's life. I know, again, it sounds very cheesy, but there are millions of examples when it actually happens. Um, so I would say, uh, like, my, 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 one of my favorite guys who writes about purpose a lot, Zach Beccurio, he um, actually mentioned, indeed, that That just one sentence that he shared with one of his students later on guided her to a path of really having a life of purpose and making a career that she really, really is invested in, emotionally and, and uh you know physically and um and i think here it's the same every time try to stay to make a step back uh, try to ask yourself did i do anything i say anything that actually matters and that's pra- and that's practically it um and i think that already helps a lot but at the same time what i also recommend don't be afraid um and that's for instance my 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 problem usually um don't be afraid to have a day or two when you just you know you don't save the world that's absolutely fine um, because there's a very, very, you know, there's always a danger of of of, of jumping into um, into extremes. I, I'm 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 a, I have that. I, I I constantly jump into extremes, um, and sometimes you can start chasing yourself and your lists and always trying to cross check. Okay, did I do something that matters? And then it's never enough. And then it's never enough. And then it's mm-hmm. never enough. And then you find yourself, you know, as a dog that has been chasing and chasing something completely unattainable. Um, very easy to remind yourself. You can't change the world. You don't have to. Um, but every little step that you make, every little contribution, you don't even know whether it's little or big. You don't know that. And you're not supposed to know that. Mm. You stick to your guns, you act, or you say what you believe is right, you um you do what you believe matters, um, sometimes giving yourself a break. And that's and that's I think that's what what really uh makes it, you know, that's that's what brings an impact. And you are not alone. That's also something important to remember. You are here in your, um, you know, in your area, and then we have a conglomerate. We have a, a a collection of people like you, and when you put it all together, that's a damn strong force. But of course, you can't see it because you are in your little, you know. That's just how how we work, right? We we usually a little bit narrowed down, which which is fine. Um, I wish we had a hel- helicopter view. Um, Then we would have seen that actually every single step we make uh, or everything we say actually has an effect and sometimes negative or a positive. And we Mm. very often don't even know.
0: Yeah, I know that always reminds me of have you ever seen the movie at Christmas time. It's a wonderful life.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I did. You know, uh, exactly. Yes.
0: Yeah. Like yes. he ends up seeing what his life looks like if he had never been born yeah. and exactly. you know, he realizes he actually had a huge impact on his community, on his city, right? Because the city becomes Pottersville or whatever, when he was never born. And so he gets to see how much he changed his, his wife's life and his brother's life and his neighbor's life and all this stuff. And so sometimes it's taking a moment to appreciate ourselves for the the things we have done. And I love what you're saying about taking a step back and reflecting long enough to realize, am I doing anything that matters? (laughs) What, what impact am am I actually making? Hello, just in case you were starting to hit your mid-podcast lull, we're going to take a quick break from the regularly scheduled events to boost your energy and have a little extra fun around here. I'm going to ask today's guest rapid-fire questions, and then we'll pop back into the conversation right where we left off. Here we go. Okay, so we are going to do our Power Hour rapid fire questions are you ready wow well, do i have a choice let's go uh nope you don't have a choice so let's do it <laughs> okay anna what is the best re- best advice you have ever
1: received um don't eat too fast you're going to be aching after like for a very long time don't eat too fast what uh, eat too fast. You'll be aching for a long time, uh, afterwards, since you're going to, you know, you collect too much air and it's going to be really problematic afterwards with digestion and, um, you know, um, and breathing. <laughs> That's
0: your best advice. That's amazing. I don't think we've ever had that. Anything really, like that. It's important. Really so important. good. So important. You guys slow down your eating, slow down. Hmm. Um, okay. What is
1: your favorite beverage? Um, uh, Schweppes, uh, practically, yeah, it's, it's the, the, the tonic water, um, it's non-alcoholic and alcoholic is definitely red wine.
0: Red wine. Okay. What kind of red wine?
1: Um, half dry, um, Tianti, very particular Italian half dry. Ooh, mm-hmm. yeah, I
0: could go I for know, a glass of vino right now. sounds nice. 12, 12, 8 PM here in California. I know it's wine time where you are since it's eight o'clock, but <laughs>
1: It's always one time where I am. It's always one time. Let's go.
0: Okay. What is a strange or bad habit that most people don't know that
1: you have? Oh my, now we're getting, uh, (laughs) I am picking my nails very often. You know, like when I, when I get stressed, I start just, just, you know, going at it and I was like, okay, come on. You're not 12 anymore. Stop it. Just, just put your hands behind yourself and stop doing it. Everyone you,
0: have, you have no idea how many people say picking their nails for that answer. So mm-hmm. you are far Fair from alone. I started sharing on social media about how I like these, this was something that was so embarrassing to me for so many years. I never wanted people to know, but I pop my pimples and I pick up my split ends. So and many then, people
1: do that. Exactly.
0: The more I've talked about it, the more everyone's like, wait, you're super normal. And a lot of people actually reached out and be like, yeah, you know, those are OCD tendencies. I'm like, okay, cool. Thank you. There you go.
1: exactly exactly
0: Exactly. okay I have a blank at my desk at all times
1: my notebook and bubble hats of two doctor who's 12 and 13th and captain (laughs) Marvel.
0: you are amazing I love it okay what book or podcast are you reading or listening to right now
1: uh, curious Minds by Dr. L. She's, she's absolutely amazing. Um, we're actually, actually talking a lot about purpose and about getting curious. Uh, I think that's that's become my favorite phrase, being curious about stuff. That really makes it really fun. So good. Be curious.
0: Okay, what is your favorite personality test, if any?
1: I hate personality tests simply because, no, nothing, nothing personal towards personality tests. If there was anyone there who actually loves personality tests or creates God for the personality tests, I'm really sorry, but I'm not a big fan of them. Um, simply because I just feel that it is really generalizing you. I mean, sometimes I'm just trying to answer something ridiculously, just, you know, just kind of, you know, get at it and say, it's not, I'm, it's not me, um, but it can be a guilty pleasure. I sometimes do that online on Facebook, like what kind of vegetable are you or what kind of, um, piece of furniture you wore you know, this kind this kind of personality test is actually fun, but now I, I can take like this massive psychological personality test. I, cannot call any i think what's your which vegetable are you is my favorite your
0: favorite okay cool and what vegetable
1: are you anna um broccoli and that's actually i think a story for a completely different podcast Uh if ever but i have always been my status on slack and majority of the companies where i worked was be like broccoli broccoli is awesome so wow. broccoli, it is. Wow! I mean
0: broccoli. You guys, stay tuned for our next podcast episode called "Be Like Broccoli" with Anna. Mm, exactly. <laughs> and I love personality tests. You didn't offend me, but I do love personality tests. Um, and I have not taken my my vegetable one, so I will. I'll put that on my to do list at the very top because that is a high the priority after. for me right now to know. That. You
1: will discover so much about yourself <laughs> and about vegetables. That you've never ever ever
0: thought about what if I what if I'm also Revolution. broccoli oh my gosh we might have so much in common
1: well might be soulmates yeah I know I mean I know
0: broccoli soulmates know. okay yeah. will you ever move from where you currently live
1: oh absolutely I mean every time I said never gonna do that next thing I do pack the bag uh well I think so. I think at some point, yes, I've been traveling all my life. So actually being in one place for longer than two or three years is kind of ridiculous for me. And now thanks to COVID, it's it's actually getting there. So I think at some point, yeah, but let's see what that's going to be.
0: Love it. Okay. And last question, question is what is your best moment as a businesswoman?
1: (laughs) Ha! Waiting for the moment to be interrupted and then have my way around about it. Um, if I ever am interrupted, then putting that person back in place, especially if it's a man, because it usually is, um, and using that powerful phrase that the vice president of the United States mentioned, I am speaking. That was beautiful. <laughs> and I managed to do that and I was so dumb proud. I think I even had like an orgasm right there at that meeting, honestly. <laughs> It was so good. It was so good that I was like, yeah, well, that is. You should have seen his face. So, <laughs> girls, if you ever have an opportunity to do that, please do it. Sometimes, even you have to sabotage to be interrupted just to say that phrase because well, that,
0: that is your best moment as a businesswoman being interrupted and having the beautiful orgasm of, I am speaking. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's incredible! So good. What a fun Power Hour! You crushed it.
1: <laughs> Thank you. The uh, questions were amazing. I mean, that was easy, easy job, easy job. Thank Thanks you
0: so much. Thank you. Oh, that was exciting! I hope you are feeling energized like I am. Let's go ahead and get back to our regularly scheduled events. So i'm curious how did you become so passionate about this topic anna
1: um by trial and error because um i was for about 10 i think more than 10 years now um because i started working when i was around like 17 or 18 years old um and yeah, more than 10 years then uh, without disclosing my age. No, not, no <laughs> I was doing I some quick math age. there. All good, all good. 31, very proud. Woo! Mark, you know, past the 30 mark. Very yes. proud. Yes. Like, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. You know, actually, okay. Now, okay, my body hurts a little bit more when I do sports. I do sports every day. <laughs> so the joints kind of crackle here and there. I'm like, see, <laughs> I'm that's a shitty joke. But but other than that, nothing, nothing serious, really nothing. It's like, you know, everyone will say, oh my God, I was dating my husband for like what four or five I think we were dating like for three years and then everyone said oh when you're gonna get married everything's gonna change then we got married nothing changed (laughs) like yay (laughs) I mean okay like great we, we still love each other Things god and uh, yeah the, the challenges <laughs> are still there everything is still there I'm still alive.
0: did people make so, it yeah. seem like your marriage was going to be better or worse after marriage like did they say it was a relationship i don't
1: even know what, what they meant actually now that you ask me it's actually a good question what did they actually mean by that did they say like it's going go go to go all that go to down to you know to complete down to hell or it's going to become <laughs> significantly better like, <laughs> now i'm actually trying to figure that out uh, hmm. but yeah uh, so that's actually how i arrived i i so i worked um I was constantly searching. I was constantly. I think that the, the the constant process of being dissatisfied, easily bored, and kind of. Um, when I talk about my experience in my career uh, and kind of my life before I, I came to to, to social impact, a topic was as as a circle. You know, there's always. Um, this, for me, like I always see there's, there's a kind of a bad circle and a good circle, Finally enough. So a bad circle is when you're completely locked and you can't get out of here. So you, you, can, you go around like in a circus and, um, and, and you, you don't have a way out. So I was constantly having the same loop. I was starting a new job. I was getting excited about it. After three or four months, I was becoming very good at it. Then I was doing it mechanically. And then I was getting bored. Then I was getting depressed. Then I was getting desperate. And then instead of actually asking what is wrong, I was just chasing another job.
0: Mm. And that
1: my practically what I was doing, although funnily enough, through that loop, I really gained fantastic experience. I met brilliant people. I made friends. I got I gained brilliant experience that I now actually can use with, with, with a purpose that I'm passionate about. But back then, of course, that, that vicious loop was happening simply because um, I wish I, I did, I, I wouldn't change a single thing in terms of my experience, but I wish I had a different attitude. <laughs> so that would be great. Um, and through that loop, and there is a good circle, a good circle when you know, you're, kind of, you're, loop, so, so you're complete, when you know what you're doing, what you're doing it for, you know why you're starting, why you're finishing. And when you're finishing, you're starting something. Else. That's a good circle. So for a very long period of time, I was in a bad circle or in the loop, so to say. Um, And that uh, led me to, uh, again, to asking a very basic question. Why, what the hell am I doing? Why am I doing this? Why am I not so happy? One evening, my husband just set me down and said, Anna, you're not happy. That was just easy. That was a plain, it wasn't even a question. It was just a state of fact. He said, you're not happy. Uh, And okay. Honestly, I'm not really a cheerful, optimistic person. I'm very cynical and I'm very uh logical (laughs) and very skeptical person. But if 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 I'm told that I'm not happy, then probably was real, real bad. Um and and I was like, okay, well that that can be, I mean that can be it. It was right before COVID, I think, when this whole thing, when the shit hit the fan. Um, and I think through COVID, I I got a little bit of a kick uh, in my bottom. Um, because um, I I sat down and said, okay, well, it can get worse at this point. Um, We're already locked. Now I'm not only locked mentally, I'm also locked physically. So how about I'll start working on unlocking myself mentally since I cannot really unlock myself physically. Um, And I simply started asking, what, what I actually want to do, what is important for me. Um, considering that for the past 10 years, while working, I was volunteering, always volunteering, working with refugee communities, working with women in tech, working with social impact startups, uh, food security, gender. And then I kind of put one and one together, although I've never been good at maths, but I achieved that, <laughs> I kind of put it together. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. So I have two lives. One, where I actually love doing, where I'm giving myself, and one 9 to 5, which helps me pay my bills, and I'm kind of really good at it, but I kind of hate it. Like, I'm kind of I'm kind of passive-aggressively hate it, which is worse than hate it. Like, okay, um, how about I actually do a couple of, of switches there, right? It's like when you're changing the sauce in the salad, and all of a sudden the salad actually tastes good. Uh, although I do at cooking as well, so it's not a good uh, way of me to do it. Um, <laughs> Your husband does the cooking, I guess. Oh, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. Well, if he wants to eat and if he wants to survive, he has to cook. That's practically, it's, it's, it's survival instinct. I don't think it's anything to do with it. It's kind of natural. Hilarious. Um, So, um, so yeah, in the end, I realized, okay, um, how about I actually try to do what I love doing and also get paid for it. Right. Um, And there was only one fear. Oh my God, I won't find that. Like, come on. If people already figured out how to do what they love and get paid for it, I guess we would just have the whole planet full of happy people, but that doesn't happen. And I think COVID or whatever that was, or my husband or a combination of my husband and COVID and myself being stubborn, um, and also me becoming a fellow in the moving Worlds, which I'm giving a special uh, compliment because it's a fantastic organization. um, I I just made the first step and I said, okay, um, I have enough uh, saved up in case things really get bad. And I just need to start and go in a direction where I want, to, what I want to do now professionally. I completely changed my CV. I completely changed my story. I looked through, actually didn't change my story but I looked at my story differently. I didn't look at my career anymore as jumping from a, from a place to a place but rather collecting experiences and telling a very profound and meaningful story about myself. Um, I, I figured out what my purpose is, what I actually want to do in which field I want to be um, and, uh, and then yeah, and then practically all that happened within a year, and I landed my first um, social impact uh, position. Um, and I think that's like, at this point, I can tell you, um, I can proudly say, when I work, I don't work wow. because I love what I'm doing. So, good. and I think that's that's so amazing. I mean, that's such a really. I'm still exhausted. I'm still complaining about everything. I'm still that old Anna, you know, who <laughs> who looks uh, thirty probably, but but speaks like she's eighty. But I, I, I'm enjoying every single moment of it with all the tweaks and picks of working in a corporation, which, which come with it, obviously. You, you take the whole package, right? But I think it wasn't a particular moment when it switched. I think it was very hard work. I really, I hardly believe when people say, oh, that was that moment and a unicorn came and I believed in it. I didn't have a unicorn. But what I had is, is, is a getting really tired and exhausted, emotionally exhausted of the constant loop and saying, okay, I, I must be something else out there um and and then i just you know I, I tried and and i risked i don't think i risked a lot because i'm very lucky i have a fantastic husband who has my back i have fantastic friends so even if i fell flat on my face he would have had a cushion there so i would fall not on the floor but on the cushion It's always like that <laughs> um i think i i had i had someone who had my back and i think that's incredibly important when you make that step but it's important to make that step really because no one will do it for you and um and you know i I'm just looking back at it now thinking I should have done it earlier, although maybe not. Then I wouldn't learn something else. So it's, it's very hard to say. But when you've done that first step, you just feel so good about yourself. And then you just keep going. And it doesn't mean you've achieved everything. You keep growing. Of course, you keep exploring other stuff. But that that step for you now is the first. Um, and that's and that's a pretty amazing feeling.
0: Wow. You've said so many gold nuggets. And one thing that I love that you said that I want to call out on is you talked about your CV, which for anyone listening, it's also a resume and how you changed the way you viewed your resume. So instead of thinking all of these jobs that you had changed from place to place to place to place over the last 10 years and thinking like, a lot of people might feel guilt when they show up to a, a job interview being like oh yeah i've gone i've really jumped from job to job to job instead you actually flipped the way you perceived it in your brain and you thought about all the experiences that you've gathered and the beautiful story that's come from it and how it's propelled you to where you are today and so i think for anyone listening right now ask yourself, you know, a, are you happy in the job that you're working? And do you feel like you're fulfilling your purpose and b if not start thinking about what do you do in your free time? Like you were talking about how you had these two lives. You were kind of like your nine to five life. And then you had your real life where you were going and volunteering and helping. And it sounds like for a while, it never even occurred to you that you could even merge those two together. And then all of a sudden, well, not all of a sudden it wasn't a light bulb moment. Like you said, it wasn't a unicorn moment. But over time you started to think, okay, I'm not happy. Something's got to change. And you were able to think to yourself, well, I love social impact. It's what I do in my free time. I can make a career out of that. And, and then you found this job at Amazon. So I'm super curious, did the Amazon job, were you searching online for like social impact jobs or did you pitch them on this idea or how did this come about?
1: Oh, my! I, I was searching like crazy. I was, um, I was searching for jobs. That was a you know one thing i can tell you job searching is one of the most soul crushing um <laughs> you know confidence killing and um you know hope destroying process i've ever had in my life job searching is horrible and don't stop me on that really because um the level the, the way employers some employers some organizations treat candidates is just completely unacceptable um and while I have experience. I've been hiring for about ten years. I've been managing people. I've been managing departments. I've been managing business divisions. Um, I've been hiring myself, and I've been in both both uh, chairs as, as a candidate and as, a, as as an employer. And my God, like I was that close during some of the interviews to say to the employer, "Okay, cut the crap. This is just unacceptable. Really, you, you can't. This 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 is the, the the PR you make to your organization. That's just you know, honestly." If I were if I were really mean and I had lots of free time, I would have created such an image for you <laughs> that you would never <laughs> ever clean yourself after that. Really um, but you know, was <laughs> done is done exactly. Um, but in any case, um, yeah, I was searching like crazy. Um, I was uh, reworking my CV. I was adjusting my CV as for every single role, um, writing cover letters. Guys, do not underestimate cover letters. We read them, we really do. So I was writing cover letters for each of the um, role. I was going through this constant loop of, yes, I have an interview too. I will never ever apply to anything again. I'll die poor and I will just <laughs> yeah. not go and work just as a rebelling and then my husband usually said, "Okay, what are you rebelling against? The only thing you're rebelling against is having cash, <laughs> you know, your own money." It's like it's okay; you can stay at home. I can, of course, you know, support you. But and that's when he, that kicked in. I said, "No way! I'm not going to let you support me." Um, so um, yeah, it, it was it was a very soul crushing, hard experience. Um, I think millions of, of of people will 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 definitely relate to this. Um, and then yeah, and then Amazon kind of came across. I saw the role. Um, I was very cautious about because you know um Amazon is an incredibly it's it's an incredible very impactful a huge organization which has, you know, people talk different things about it. And um, of course, um, coming from this whole corporate social responsibility, social impact background, being passionate about it. I was like, okay, that's that's interesting. But I, but I applied for DEA actually. I applied because I heard that Amazon has an incredibly hard recruitment process. Very, very mm. peculiar recruitment process. So I was like, okay, how hard can that be? And then it escalated very quickly. Um, because I went through all the interviews, uh, really, really tough uh, interviews, I should say, but incredibly respectful, super professional, super organized. I was honestly, I was damn impressed after hiring people and going through interviews for like uh, 10 plus uh, years. I, 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 I've I, never seen such a level of structure, organization and respect and professionalism. Um, and then, um, yeah, and then I kind of landed the role. Um, it happened super fast. Um, and, and what I really liked is that there was complete openness about what I was signing up for, and it wasn't. It is not a traditional corporate social responsibility role. It's not comfortable at all. It's actually a combination of figuring a lot of stuff, living in a constant startup mode, while handling social media, which is not always kind to to Amazon. Right. Um, plus uh, trying to build this relationship between this organization and nonprofit sector, governmental institutions, um, NGOs, et cetera. Um, so kind of, you know, I, I knew what I was signing up for and I knew that, oh God, it's gonna be very hard. And I knew that I would probably be also misunderstood. Um, why am I joining this organization, et cetera? So motiv- motivation can be different. And keeping all that with me, who is a, a incredibly obsessive compulsive about absolutely everything, um, I still went for it because I said, like, okay, well that's a perfect storm. That's a perfect challenge because if I don't start like this then how do I start, right? So that was um, so that was kind of, I think we found each other. They, they posted it, I applied um, and yeah, now it's a pretty cool uh, team I should say, yeah. That's awesome, so cool.
0: Um, something I would love to dig into a little bit more is you were talking about finding your purpose. And it's funny because I actually even wrote in my notes find your purpose. That feels like a mystical unicorn. So it's hilarious that you've already mentioned the unicorn thing today. Uh, we're on the same page on that. So I guess I'm curious for someone listening. Who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This all sounds nice, but like in my free time, I watch Netflix or in my free time. I Workout or I knit or whatever. I don't know why I always bring up mm. knitting as like the random side thing. I don't think anyone knits, <laughs> it's so weird. Anyway. Um, I wish I could. I know. I, I used to do it when I was like in seventh grade, random fact about Janelle, awesome. but back in my like homeschool nerd days, which let's be honest, nerd days still, still here. But mm. I guess so. I would love for you to talk about how does someone find their purpose? Like, what would you even say to that?
1: It's not lost you know um i know i will be incredibly uh, insensitive right now um so uh, i'm, not, Just I'm, go not, there. Be I'm insensitive. not i'm not i'm not very religious so usually i love that phrase i think i either read it or saw it somewhere there was a conversation so i say did you find jesus and then the answer is usually did he get lost that's it um i mean a religious person will definitely kind of will not never talk to you again after this because it's incredibly insensitive Um, But that's what I usually use for purpose. When I'm asked, you know, how do I find it? I was like, when did the purpose get lost actually? I missed that. Purpose is always there. Purpose is what you breathe, what you eat, what you drink, how you wake up, where you go, uh, how often you go to the the loo and how you go to bed. Um, Purpose is always there. But the fact that we ignore it or choose to ignore, that's our truth. That's our problem. Purpose has nothing to do with that. Purpose is never lost. And so I think if, if purpose were a living being, it would be incredibly offended because everyone nowadays is offended about things. So why not purpose? <laughs> the purpose would be very offended that it's just be completely ignored. What we do, we ignore it. Uh, we don't lose it. Um, so to give you an example, um, again, I, again, God, people, I recommend you to read Zach Mercurio, absolutely amazing books about purpose. Um, okay, we'll he's actually got PhD we'll link- that stuff. Well, link it back. Absolutely. Um, so he, um, he was mentioning one of his books, and actually I had the same experience. Um, you can meet a, a person who um, is, for instance, a, you know, a, uh, just, you know, a janitor at a university or, um, you know, a social worker or someone, you know, who doesn't get paid a lot. And the, the job is very manual, very hard. Um, and then when you ask, what do you do? There are two answers to this question. If I'm a janitor and I'm being asked, what do you do? I say, well, I clean the toilets or I clean the floor. That's one answer. But the other answer is, well, uh, I make sure that the students who at this university actually can get a great education without you know focusing on anything else. I'm ensuring that they have a great education. So you see, there is a completely t- big yeah. difference between these two definitions. Uh, I'm not naive. I'm not naive. I'm not saying that you know um, I will, uh, while being paid uh, five I don't know, euros an hour or something or um, not having um, something to eat every day i will be you know passionate about my purpose and happy about it definitely not i still believe in the pyramid of you have to be secure you have to have food on the table you have to be able to feed your kids to to, to cover the mortgage to cover the, the, the expenses um and then when you have that then you start thinking about the purpose that's how it goes that's how it works so that's why i think also finding the purpose is a little bit of a of a um uh, I call it usually first-world problem, but I would rather say uh, high-income world problem. Really? Um, uh, and, uh, but, you know, so to the point, it's never lost. What I usually recommend, again, what I did myself, just simply ask yourself two questions, very simple ones. I know they're very simple, but it's so damn hard to find an answer to those. And it just shows how lazy we are, how emotionally lazy we are. The first question is, what matters to you? If you watch Netflix in your free time, why do you watch Netflix in your free time? You know, do this why exercise. Five whys. I love this exercise. They use it in project management. Use it. Apply it to your own life. Yes. Why are you watching yes. Netflix? Well, because there are awesome stories there. Why do you like the stories? Well, because there is this awesome woman and she's busting balls because she's a lawyer. Why do you like a woman busting balls because she's a lawyer? Well, because I wanted to become a lawyer by day. There you go. Wow.
0: There it is. Come there on. There it is,
1: right? So- um, the purpose is always there. Um, and, and the second question is, what matters to you? What matters to you, what is important to you? And what are you good at? So these two questions, what matters to you and what you are good at? Um, maybe you haven't even figured out what you're good at yet. Well, you can't really figure it out without trying. So if you're sitting on the couch and you don't get your ass off the couch, it's probably very hard to actually figure out what you're good at, um, <laughs> but that's another story.
0: I love Um, when we talked the other day, you said that so many times. I was like, come on. Yes,
1: yes, yes. No, I mean, really, I mean, I I was, I was, I was completing all my life that I've noticed 40 person. Like all a sudden, yeah, I'm 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 breathing like 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 a like a asthmatic when I'm when I'm going down the flight of ladder, you know, the, the stairs, and I was like, okay, that's just, and I'm only like, what was that, five twenty-five? I was like, okay, that can be right. Go into the doctor's, like, guys, there's something wrong with my lungs. The doctor said, like, no, there's something wrong with your ass and your couch. You should separate them. You know, <laughs> actually, go and run or something. Um, and I was like the first wake up call. I was Like, well, wait a minute, that sounds good. Um, so what, what I, um, uh, that was the same with my sports because of COVID again, because of this whole lockdown, now I run or I cycle every single damn day, regardless of the weather or regardless of, it. it's just a routine I make myself, even, you know, even my husband who is incredibly, uh, sporty, he's because he has to, he works in the police. So he has to be in a good shape all the time. He's now afraid of me and says, are you all right? I mean, I like training for marathon or something. I'm, like, no, I'm not training. It's just, it's part of my routine is like brushing my teeth. In um, the same here, uh, when you when you when you're thinking about what do you want to do with your life, the first very first question you have to ask yourself, even before the two that I mentioned, is okay, do I even care? Because very often I meet people who are like, yeah, but you know, I can't really figure it out. I'm like, but have you tried really? I mean, I, you're probably comfortable, and I'm and, and really I'm not trying to blame anyone. The comfort of being comfortable is actually huge luxury. Only two or three percent of the whole population actually can say they're truly comfortable. Um, and I am like, I'm truly comfortable. Um, it's a good problem to have not to be comfortable, you know, to, to try not to be comfortable. Um, so, yeah, do you even care? And if you pass that part that you actually do care, uh, then you ask yourself these two questions. What matters to you uh, and what are you good at? Connect those two. And there you go. Wow. So I good. know it sounds super. I mean, I know it sounds like, yeah, it's all very good. You're saying this fun, fun things. but. The thing is that I, I did exactly that. Um, and I, I had to, you know, I traveled a lot in my life. I had to go from, you know, I, I, I had to practically achieve lots of stuff on my own. That was when I was a kid back then, it was, I had to go through this whole refugee story. Um, it's, yeah, it's a combination of your decision you're making, but also, of course, luck. Because I've never ever met a single person who just said, okay, everything that I've done, I've achieved on my own. No, it doesn't work like that it's always a combination of luck of, of circumstances but also your hard work but you know what focus on what you can actually influence you know right. you'll never influence the weather you'll never influence the political situation in your country then focus on uh your relationship with the couch or your bottom of the couch uh <laughs> focus on your relationship with what matters to you and focus on your relationship with what you're good at or maybe okay. learning something new
0: yeah. And, and something we talked about also before, and you already mentioned it once in this podcast, but it's the importance of slowing down long enough and taking that step back to actually think about that. And my husband, Frankie and I were always talking about how we think that as a nation, people like to numb, right? They just like to numb with oh, yeah. social media. Like there's acceptable ways of numbing too. It's not like, I think when people mm. think, oh, numb, they're probably a drug user or an alcoholic, you know, mm. no, you can be a, a number that's just using you know, Netflix as your numbing agent or social media as your numbing agent, or maybe it is having just a glass or two of wine as your numbing agent, but just constantly mm. numbing. So you don't have to take a few steps back and think about your actual freaking life, like you're saying, Anna, where you actually slow down long enough to, to ask these harder questions. And we don't like to face the hard questions, right? Like for yeah. so many years, I was a hamster just running on a hamster wheel because I didn't want to get off. Like you said, there are people who mm. they don't even they can pretend like they want to change, but they don't actually want to change. And so in order to want to change, usually you have to almost take a few steps back or take jump off the hamster wheel which feels weird in the moment. Like, I, I think it feels wrong because we're used to just going, 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 doing, doing, doing. And so if we're feeling inadequate we're feeling weird, we're feeling lost, we just do more, right? We're like, oh, I feel weird, Absolutely. I'm gonna do more. Instead of being like, oh, oh yeah. I feel weird, I should get off the wheel, slow down, take some steps back and then think about my
1: life. And what I would also add here, because you, you, you struggle to right to the point, numbing, numbing agent, I love that. I'm gonna just take a mental note. Um, Another thing that, don't get me wrong, it's not that I, you know, I, I, I did this job work and I found this job and now I'm complete. No bloody way. Right. I have now even more questions to answer. I even have, my, I have more challenges. I'm more obsessive compulsive. I actually, for God's sake, I'm going to shrink once a week. I mean, and it's not getting really intense. Now, that's the time when it's actually getting intense. But the difference now is that I know why I'm doing this. Mm. because before it was intense but i was like i don't understand why okay i don't get why it is intense i don't understand what's the purpose of this and i don't get it okay what's the value like what is it all for now it's still a hamster wheel practically most of the time i still try to numb myself with 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 netflix or very nice uh, glass of, of a very nice red wine but um now I have more power and more energy to deal with this and really step back and be mature when I have to be. I have energy to, to, to keep on and I have that maturity or at least I'm kind of now I think I'm getting there to be a little bit more mature to know, okay, when I really have to make that step back, breathe and figure something out or when I have to, to push forward, you know, and, and, and you only learn that throughout the process when you have to step back, and when you have to push, both are important. Um, the only question is always, whenever you do whatever you do, and this is what I love, you know, I'm, I'm pretty scared of kids, but one thing they do really, really well, they ask this very annoying question, why, about absolutely everything. Yes. And I think we we'll lose it. We we'll lose it at the age of, well, once we go to school and we're beat out of any desire to learn things. Right. yeah we just have to memorize it by heart right so very good so <laughs> yeah. and we're punished for questions right right so, don't ask um, yes why. don't
0: ask questions
1: don't ask questions like what are you smart ass or what um <laughs> yeah. so um that why goes away um and and then we and that's what, what how we pay because now all of a sudden at the age of 30 something or 40 something or 50 something kids in college everything already you know you yeah, after you're supposed to start your like second life now or third life and you're like you're terrified of asking yourself why well because you're terrified of the answer or you're terrified of what you're going to figure out or maybe not figure out um but that's just that's that's, that's why we're given brain for god's sake i mean w- w- what else are you going to use it for right right
0: and and something that i was i really appreciate that you touched on is it's not like once you're acting on your purpose i do think that back when i was working, like I used to work at a tech company and I loved working there, but it wasn't within my purpose. And now that I've owned my company next level confident for three years, I'm so acting within my purpose. I know my why. Um, but that doesn't mean like, I think I maybe would have thought that when I had my own business and when I was making an impact the way that I am, which I'm really proud of, I think I would have thought that every day felt like sparkles and rainbows and unicorns and like la dee, da da. And I just like made it. But yeah, then there's new things that you start to to work through, you know? It's like then you um you know, there're still days where it's hard to wake up because I'm like, "Oh my gosh, there's so much to do and I wish I could just lay in bed for another 2 hours or something like that." Or I don't know, like there's still anxiety or there's still moments where I feel like I'm like, "Oh my gosh, you forgot to breathe this entire day." And so yeah, yeah it's not that the hamster wheel necessarily no longer exists, but I do think it feels different because at least you know what you're what you're running towards as opposed to running aimlessly. So maybe at that point you're like a hamster in a, uh like a maze and so you're running viciously through the maze but at least there's a start and yeah. an end point to the maze as opposed to the wheel where you're going in circles what do you think of that analogy and
1: you choose and you choose you yeah. know where to turn i mean and when you're in a wheel you don't you just run forward with no um with no uh choice of your own when you do a maze you you, you build your own path doesn't mean it's going to be right there probably there is no right right you know, or wrong but you are you are choosing the turns yeah exactly um and and, and that's i think that's I love, I love that metaphor actually that's exactly how it is it's still the hamster it's a little bit smarter hamster this time <laughs> um the thing is also what i would what I also like to to highlight what i learned also in my own experience when you when you find the purpose that was never lost in the first place um you it doesn't mean you're going to get rid of all your demons. The demons are there. They're mm. still there. Uh, it can be disorders, anxiety, depression. Uh, I think we're all victims of this to this to that extent. I think yeah. if you're not, then something's wrong with you, right? Nowadays, you have to have something. Um, <laughs> and, you know, uh, these demons are still there. You just have a little bit more courage to deal with them. Mm. That's all. Yeah. They're not going to fix it. They're not going to go away. No way. It doesn't work like that they're going to clench on you actually even even harder even more because they start feeling or start seeing that you're kind of whisking away yes right? you're finally happy about something and yep. and that about me i can tell i mean once i'm happy about something oh oh my god that's a red flag i have to find something to be obsessed about that's how i am um so like that the, 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 the those they have they're not letting me um that that demon of mine they're not letting me and um what what i know is that okay now i actually have courage to face it i don't run from it anymore i i I turn around and i look at it it's like okay well well that's shit well let's deal with it let's 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 dig it let's uh let's clean it up i mean if i don't do that who else gonna do that that's my emotional thesis so i have to deal with it so good so good 56%
0: of college students are women and 48% of employees in the workplace are women, which is awesome. Ladies, this is proof that we are smart and working hard. But you know what's not so awesome? Only 29% of VPs and just 22% of C-suite executives are women. In male-dominated industries such as STEM, these numbers are even more startling. As these numbers state, women aren't lacking the knowledge, education, or ability to be leaders in the workplace. What many women are lacking is the competence to take on risk. Most of us have heard this one before. Men will apply for jobs they are 60% qualified for, yet women will only apply for jobs they are 100% qualified for. This type of stat also applies to women at their job, not willing to take on that new unknown project What she's lacking is the belief that her skills and abilities are not only, quote unquote, okay, but are powerful and needed in the workplace. The Confidence Workshop is created to help women dig deep into their mindset and get to the root of this problem. If this conversation gets you as fired up as it gets me, we are now taking applications for this workshop for the ladies of STEM corporations. Please head to our website at nextlevelconfident.com to learn more about the confidence workshop. Okay. I just have a few final questions for you wrapping up here. Um, one thing you and I briefly spoke about recently, and I, and you also talk about a lot on your LinkedIn is intrapreneurship. So I was curious, um, if you wouldn't mind telling everyone what intrapreneurship is, and then how does that go hand in hand with social impact?
1: Um, so practically, for me, honestly, entrepreneurship is, is a courage to actually start something of your own and, um, you know, uh, creating something completely from scratch, be it an idea, be it a business model, be it a product. When you have the courage, you have the guts, you have, an, you have a mechanism to, to make it work, to actually uh, uh, make something, create something alive. Um, I don't know, be it, indeed, be it a product, be it a, a small business, be it an idea that you want to sell. And I think uh, that's why I'm um, such a huge fan of social impact entrepreneurs because what they do, um, they say, okay, the capitalist machine and the mechanism, you know, the money making, the product delivery or product discovery or product or production itself actually can, um, you know, can be for the good. One does not exclude the other. And That's what I really love about it. Um, you can still, you know, you can still produce benefits. You can still uh, have a business model running. Um, you can still employ people, pay people. You can still sell, but do it for the better. Uh, you can create an app, for instance, that helps people to get rid of the, the excessive food, or you can uh, create an um, an application or a system where you can support refugees in education or finding the jobs. It's still business. It still has its own investors. Or it has you know it's, it has a business model but it does not necessarily destroy everything around it. it actually helps. Mm. It, it creates instead of destroying. Um, and I think that that everyone for some reason feels oh my god, that's a completely new concept social impact entrepreneurship is only latest like five years no it's not it's always been there. It just was called differently. but in the nutshell I think that's and, and and honestly I believe that this is not something that oh my God is new and exceptional. this has to be normal. Mm -hmm. When you do the business, you don't have to destroy things. If you do the business, you don't have to, you know, kill the competitors. It doesn't have to be so aggressive. It doesn't have to be testosterone pushed. But it can be, it can be built on cooperation and a partnership. Um, It doesn't mean that we all have to be sunflowers and hot trees. Of course not. But um, it's just a matter of not putting social impact and sustainability on top but rather putting it, kind of injecting it into the DNA, into your business model and running like that. Uh, And it's possible. You just have to think about social impact and sustainability a little bit earlier and not at the end when you already got your first, um, you know, valuation round.
0: Yeah, it's good. I love that. So like Tom's or uh, Patagonia or I have a friend who lives here in San Diego. He has a sunglass company called Gratitude Lenses and they give sunglasses to Um, someone who has had a family member commit suicide and their whole slogan is uh, living life through a lens of gratitude. And it's teaching, you know, living your life with gratitude so that you remember why your life matters, you know, and um, so that's really cool. I love that. Um, Can someone work in a corporate business and still be an intrapreneur?
1: Of course. And that's, that's this unpronounceable word called social intrapreneur apparently so now we have a different concept for it um so practically social entrepreneurship is also something that appeared I think for the past seven or eight years where you while working in a corporate environment um invest in developing a project or a product within with the help of the funding and and you know the the corporate resources you you kind of you get it's the same model you get investors who are actually your own management Mm -hmm. so you find you find a problem that your company is trying to solve within and connect it to the problem which is outside, saying, okay, guys, it's it going to bring us profit? But at the same time, it's going to help these people. Or it's going to help our public relations, or it's going to help our uh, relationship with others. But at the same time, um, it, you know, it, it it will help, you know, this this particular community. So kind of, you know, trying to find that connection. I think that's the, the hardest trick. That's really hard to find that connection between corporate interest, which is business interest, which is again, not bad or good, it's just business interest, and the outside challenges that you see in a community, uh, non-people you know, et cetera, et cetera. It doesn't, you don't even have to go far. Sometimes it can be your own employees. If they are struggling to pay mortgages or, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, for their own education stuff, then you can maybe start, I don't know, a a employee education program or something, career choice program. So there are many ways to do that. But Practically, you're still entrepreneur. You still create something that wasn't there. You still um, develop a product or an idea or a concept, but you do it within the, 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 the environment and the facilities of the uh, company, and you're connecting the companies and the needs of the organization and the problem they're trying to solve, either inside or outside of the organization.
0: Yeah, yeah, I love that. It's, it's basically the idea of being an entrepreneur, but within a, your corporation, because if you're an entrepreneur, you're constantly creating new ideas and you're constantly putting your ideas out there into the world and, you know, hoping that they bring you money. (laughs) And, uh, and then when you're an entrepreneur, you work for a corporation and you know, you have your solid paycheck, but then you also are thinking of new ideas that are outside of your actual job title, right? You have your job title, but you're thinking of other ideas of ways you can make your company better, not just better financially, but also better with, its resources with it, with the community and everything, everything you've touched on so beautifully today, Anna. So, so beautifully. Okay, cool. So our very last question is if you could urge every listener right now to walk away from this podcast and take one specific action step, what would it be?
1: You know what it's going to be? Get your ass off the couch. literally and figuratively speaking your mental couch your physical couch your mental ass and your physical ass get off it and do something um it can be simply you know cleaning up that mess that's been lying there for a while go and picking up a book that you have always wanted to read go and finally talking to your partner and not watching simultaneously the netflix show or watching a netflix show and asking yourself why am i watching this netflix show uh get off your couch and ask that why, um, and I think that will be a first step. But, but but don't don't imagine, and please don't think that that will change your life right there and then. You'll have to keep doing it till you finally have an aha moment, or maybe an aha week, or maybe an aha month. But so that mm-hmm. aha will come. But first, get off your tachos, off the horizontal position, and it will it will it will get moving. Trust me.
0: I love that so good. Ask yourself why, and the how will present itself somehow, Absolute. some way. Cool. Thank you so much, Anna, for being on the Next Level Confident podcast. I really, really appreciate you being here and sharing your wisdom and we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you. Really appreciate being here. It was a blast.